Hello and welcome to another edition of One Crazy Story. I'm your host, Nate Armbruster, and here is another episode. Hope you're doing well. Just got back to Chicago from Michigan. Was visiting some friends and went and saw Tom Segura, who's a very funny stand-up comedian, if you're not familiar. Uh, Stayed in Detroit, which is always nice. And now I'm back in Chicago. I was walking back to my apartment before recording this now and uh, standing in my closet currently because it is loud as hell outside. There's currently uh, 15 feet from me outside my window is an outhouse because they're working on the building next door and it's very odd because it's meant for the employees, the people working, remodeling the building and the outhouse is there 24-7 so of course everybody walking by feels like they can use it and I guess, you know, I'd rather them go there than on the sidewalk right in front of my building but, you know, you can just hold it until you get to your destination, right? Like a grown adult. I mean, who... And the right mind is like, you know, I'm a block away. I better just use this outhouse that's clear. Because you can't, I'm now at a point in my life where if I'm going anywhere, I'm like, ooh, I better go to the bathroom first because I'm a grown man making a decision. I don't want to find out later that I got to go to the bathroom and then get disappointed in myself because I didn't go before I left the house. So if you're listening to this right now and you're one of those people that has to ruin everyone's night by going, Ah, can we, I gotta go to the bathroom. Just just go before you leave the house. And then you won't have to use an outhouse um, that's not even meant for public use, really. But they do leave it just on the sidewalk, so I guess it is kind of inviting. And if there is an emergency situation, you know, gotta take a dump or whatever, it's, it's there for you. So I guess I appreciate them keeping the shit off the streets, literally. But also, no one was doing that prior to having the outhouse there. So I just don't get it. Two thoughts come to mind when I see this. I see people running in there, just on their, just nonchalant. They, they don't even knock. They just grab the door and open, like, like it's just a public outhouse. It's, I've seen it happen multiple times. It's so, so weird. Like, cause I would never feel comfortable doing that. I'm, I'm never comfortable in an outhouse to begin with, but one that's just on the sidewalk, not even meant to be used by you. You're just going to run in there and take a shit real quick on the sidewalk. There's people walking around you. That's so weird. And I just keep thinking, like, it's so funny because I'm probably overthinking all of this, too. But every time I see it, I think, man, that guy should not, those people, they should not be using that. That's not their, you know, like, I get all upset about it. But, like, really, what's going to happen? Like, what's the, you know, what, what's the punishment for that? You know, you can't really get mad at somebody for shitting in a place that's, you know, I'll do that you're allowed to shit, you know? I keep thinking, like, man, should I tell somebody? <laughs> Should I tell somebody that people are using this outhouse that they that shouldn't be using it? Like, what do I really expect? Do I expect one of the contractors working on remodeling this building? Are they going to run out and scold people for using the bathroom? I would love to see that exchange. And then especially for the guy that comes out of the outhouse, like, could you imagine? Like, hey, man, you know that you know that outhouse is meant for us, right? And that guy's like, wait, are you really yelling at me for shitting in a place that's a, the best place for me to shit right now? And I do feel bad because, I mean, we've all been in an emergency situation where it's where you're you're kind of like, this is going to happen right now, whether or not anybody wants it to and nobody wants it to. And those those moments suck. 
Because sometimes you're in a restaurant or you're just walking somewhere and it just hits you out of nowhere. That outhouse could be a lifesaver, really, because you don't have to ask to use it. No one's guarding an outhouse. But sometimes you walk into a restaurant and there are 10 signs, all caps, in Verdana bold, that exclaim, bathrooms for customers only. And now I'm obligated to buy some shit just because I might explode all over this coffee shop. And I get it. We're in Chicago. It's a busy city. Hundreds of people walking by every day. If half of them want to use the bathroom, that's that's obnoxious, especially if they're not spending money. I, I guess I get it, but if I run in there sweaty, like, dude, I just, I need to shit. I'll buy something that's fine, but just let me go. Like, you, you have to, that's just, that's an exchange you have to have with another stranger is just begging for the opportunity to use the bathroom. Ah. <laughs> oh. Because people act like it's just, people act like that's normal. Like, that's how we're supposed to, yeah, people do that. People who do that intentionally, they want to talk to a stranger about their shitting habits and how they were so irresponsible and left the house before going to the bathroom. But then at the same time, people are gross, you know? If you miss, if you have to go that bad, if you're sweaty, that's it's probably not going to go good. It's probably going to ruin the bathroom. And then that guy has to clean it up, I guess. I guess that's a fair request. So you know what? Fine. I've, I've been in those situations. I've run into a place. Oh, it looks like I'm buying a coffee right now. It's, it's nine o'clock at night. Just on the way home. I have no choice but, you know, to buy something. And then you got to do it discreetly. Like, you got to go in. I'm like, okay, do I buy something first? Or are they going to yell at me? To, can I go to the bathroom first? Or do I have to buy something first? Like, what's the rule here? But you got to be bold, man. When you're, you got to walk right into the bathroom. You got to wait for them to be distracted behind the counter. You know, you just kind of run in. And then when you finish your business, you walk out. And if nobody's looking at you, you've made it. But sometimes it's like, hey, you just shitting there? And you're like, yeah. Like, we got to buy something. All right. Uh, can I get a coffee? We don't have coffee. Fuck. Uh, what, what do you got? It's a weird predicament to be in. Because now you're negotiating with a stranger. All because you had to shit. This happens every day. And nobody's talking about it. Well, I am. So that means nobody's talking about it. Because it's, it's, you know, making a small impact here on one crazy story. Going to a wedding this weekend, which is always fun. It's like adult prom. It's all it is, really. They're always fun, though, you know. It's, uh, it depends on the wedding, I guess. This particular couple should be a good time. Looking forward to it. Gotta get my hair cut. I'm starting to look like a slob. And because I'm new to the city, relatively new, I've been growing my hair out, so I haven't really gotten any haircuts lately, and I haven't even thought about locally where I should get my haircut. So I started doing some research, and uh, I'm somebody who I think Yelp reviews are a waste of time. In most cases, because if you read the average Yelp review, it's the most petty, ridiculous shit. And it's just not fair to the business in some ways. You know, it's not fair to them because you're hurting their business over over some real, real petty shit. And I take that into account, though. So if I'm looking up a restaurant and I see somebody complaining about the service and and usually the complaint is something tedious, like, ah, they only stop by the table a few times or. You know, something very unfair. I'm like, man, that server could have been 
super busy that day or you don't know what's going on. You know, you don't know. You don't really know why that person didn't stop by your table more. And, and also, did it really hurt your experience that bad? You're at a Coney Island. Okay. Did it take too long for your French fries to get to your table? Give me a break. You ordered chili. Okay. What kind of quality do you expect at a diner? You know, I mean, do you really walk in there expecting top notch? It's your bill isn't even $10. Okay. That's you don't deserve the right to complain. Even if it is shitty service, I almost appreciate shitty service because there's a certain art to it, really. But I don't hold that against the place all the time, you know? So, I mean, because we all have shitty days, man. Sometimes you got to shit in an outhouse outside of an apartment building in a residential area. Sometimes you got to do that. But Yelp reviews are a waste of time in most cases. But I always factor them in because I, I like to see the general vibe of the, of the situation, you know? So if, it, if it's got a five-star rating on Yelp, and 1,000 reviews, I'm going to guess odds are it's pretty safe bet. But then I read some of the reviews and I'm like, go straight to hell. Like what kind of, what do you do with your entire day? You really spend the time ranting about a business and that guy is just trying to feed his family, kind of like you. Such bullshit, man. It's just not fair. It's dumb. Because how is it a valid review? No, I didn't like it. Well, you're probably the type of person that is never happy because you go as far as writing multiple paragraphs on Yelp to complain. You could have just left a review, just like a star rating too, just completely anonymous. You could have just done that. But no, you took, you think you're that important that your bad experience had to affect my attitude walking into this business. So I started researching places to get my hair cut nearby and uh, I see some of these reviews and they're ridiculous. The one that I like, the one that I'm probably going to go to is it's got like 500 ratings, four stars overall. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. You know, four stars. I, I'm completely happy with that. The first five reviews, the most popular ones are women reviewing the barbershop on behalf of their husband. I'm assuming behind their back. These people didn't even get their hair cut by the barber and they're complaining because of what you don't get to complain if you aren't the direct recipient of that service you know what i mean god damn man because sometimes i think i'm a real loser like look at me i'm doing a podcast you know it's it's you know we all make choices in life and this is one that i've made i'm not gonna walk around ruining other people's day just because what my husband didn't like his haircut and now i gotta now i feel the need to go online there's no way these guys know, right? If my wife or girlfriend did that, I'd be like, are you kidding me? You took the time to do this. Uh, everyone feels so entitled nowadays. I mean, we all do. We all have, we all have our moments. But I think the important part is that you recognize it and try to fix it. That lady writing that Yelp review should have halfway through been, you know what? I'm a real piece of shit right now. <laughs> That'd be awesome if she did that. Like, you know, I, I can't believe I'm writing multiple paragraphs. That is a real investment of time that'll take more than 10 minutes just to complain. Days after. Oh, and the best part of this entire review is it was their first visit in 2013. Okay. It was a four-star review, six paragraphs about the entire experience, how they found it. The name of the barber. 
And at the end of the first paragraph, beautifully written, it was a whole, it was a whole thing about how they found the place and their experience there, which was pretty good, actually. They actually, this was actually a good review. And, and at the end of that first paragraph, she says, I will update this review as time goes on. So they go back once a month or whatever and update the review. What the fuck? What kind of time do you have? With, and, and why is, why is this what you're doing with that time? She's talking about her children and how her children are going to get their haircuts there because she loves the place so much. Like, man, and then you can go to the profile. So I go to this lady's profile and she has, she has 455 reviews, I think. Something like that. That's really, that's how many times you felt like your opinion mattered. And not did it just matter. It mattered it mattered enough for you to affect somebody's business. I guess a positive review is a good thing, right? I mean, I, I generally, I tend to read just the positive ones because usually the negative ones just suck or they're not fair to the company. But sometimes you get a good one where I'm like, ooh, rats in the kitchen. Maybe I'll not eat dinner there. Yeah, man. Or ooh, saw the chef in the bathroom, didn't wash his hands. All right, you know what? Thank you for letting me know. I appreciate that. Also, though, I don't really expect, I mean, I'm, I mean, let's be realistic, okay? The guy behind the counter, unless you're, unless you're at a Michelin-starred restaurant, something, unless the bill's like a couple hundred bucks, you should probably expect that chef to not be mm, entirely invested in the, in the venture, you know? Sometimes you get the guy that's really passionate, even if he's like a short order cook, he's like, yeah, man, I love making Rubens. For, for blue collar workers just trying to feed their family on a Friday night. This is their night out, you know, and they they take real pride in that. You want that guy. But there, there's only so many of, of that guy. And, and usually it's somebody that kind of sucks for the most part. You know, they might be into it, kind of into it, whatever. But during the rush, they might, you know, forget to wash their hands between, or, you know, maybe they'll touch some some chicken, raw chicken before they make a salad, something like that. You know, you'd... I kind of expect that, you know, I don't want it to happen, but I kind of like, you know, I kind of, I just, I kind of anticipate it. That guy doesn't want to work there, man. He's just trying to make $12 an hour, you know, and that sucks because I know so many people that work in kitchens, some of them really high end restaurants where the food is art, literally. And then I know people who work at like little diners, you know, they're short, you know, they're making hash browns at 11 PM. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and sometimes that guy isn't the guy you want cooking your food, but that's all you got. And you know what? It's a goddamn good plate of hash browns. So, you know, I, I just don't expect anything to be that great usually. But I do love eating at a nice place. And I love that a nice place like that, like a like a Michelin-starred restaurant. I've been to a couple, and it's always a fun experience because I'm not a food critic. Like, I, I just like to try different shit. And I like to try shit that I wouldn't normally eat, but I like it prepared by people that know what they're doing. So I'll go to a, like a, I'll, I'll spend the extra money. I'll go to a nice place if I know the person making it knows what the hell's going on back there and they're good at it. And that's why this shit exists. But I do love that we allow them to slide on the hairnet, you know, and the gloves. It's just that trust factor. Cause I've been to a few places, open kitchen, like this, the chef himself is like a celebrity almost like people go to see him or her. People literally just dine there because it's their restaurant. Like that name draws 
the business, like draws customers in. That's crazy. But it's fascinating to me for some reason. I don't, but I, I do love that whenever you meet these people or you watch them cook, they're never wearing gloves. They're never wearing a hairnet. And we're okay with that. We just, we just, we all let that slide, you know, because I assume that they're, you know, they're making good money. You know, they put in the work. They really care about their business and the product they're putting out. So they're definitely washing their hands. You know, they're definitely, but I mean, hair, you know, hair just falls out. There's never hair on there. Are you kidding me? We just let these people cook without wearing a hairnet. That's amazing to me. But also, if you're willing to eat hash browns at 11 at night made by a guy on work release, you know, maybe maybe the guy that went to school, busted his ass for years, got on Top Chef or whatever the hell show that you like, and uh, put in the work for years just to open his own restaurant and charge people $100 for a tasting menu. You know, that guy... That guy cares. He'll make sure there's no hair on that plate. But the guy cooking those hash browns, man, keep an eye on him because I'm telling you, that guy might not wash his hands after he takes a shit in an outhouse. That's for sure. And I say all this because I used to work at Pizza Hut, which is an interesting, I mean, if you've never worked at a pizza place, if you expect anything, that that is the ultimate like customer service experience with just the trashiest, shittiest people. Because, you know, nobody who's nobody ordering Pizza Hut wants Pizza Hut. It's always, you know, it's always, ah, fuck, it's six o'clock. Ah, I don't want to cook. I don't even want to fucking leave the house. Let's just, let's just, I got this, I got this coupon in the mail. Let's just do this. Let's just, nobody's, nobody's ever in a good mood. Nobody's ever buying Pizza Hut. Like, yep, just can't wait for the day. It's always the saddest people, man. It's such a bummer. It was the most bummer of a place. You know, and I'm in a, a quote-unquote kitchen. You know, that's what it's called, really. It's it's a pizza oven and a table. That's all it is, you know. And I delivered. I didn't even really make the pizza. I would make my own shit, but I, or I would help out if, I, if we were busy or something. But, man, it was a, it's just funny because it's, it's, a, it's a corporate restaurant, okay? Like, there's thousands of locations, okay? There's not, it's never going to be good because there's just too much. There's too many moving parts to it, you know, but it, but it's pretty straightforward and simple. But the only thing is everybody working at a pizza place is going through some shit, you know? Nobody wants, not even the managers. They just end up there and they're like, well, they get, you know, if I get promoted, I get insurance. That's usually the situation. And the you know, same thing for the regional managers. They're just like, well, done this for 20 years. I might as well, like those people don't even like it. And they got the best part. They have to talk to shitty customers coming in and being assholes, you know? You don't have to drop off a pizza to a guy holding an infant with a cigarette hanging from his mouth and 12 kids screaming in the background. Like, oh, just just a bummer, that's all. But these people complain all the time because they got nothing to lose. People will call and call and call and complain because the pizza was greasy, which newsflash, pizza's greasy, especially cheap, shitty pizza like Pizza Hut. It's going to be greasy. So many people would complain, man. Which always made me laugh. I'm like, you realize you're complaining to me. I'm making $9 an hour in 2017. $9 an hour. Yeah, you can tell me whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit, okay? Also, three people back there just got out of prison and are trying to get back on their feet. You think they give a shit about you or your pizza? 
You think they care about quality control? You think they're counting the pepperonis they're putting on uh, the pizza? You think they're putting the right amount of sauce on that pizza? Like, if you go, that's what I love about these places is they have the calorie counts. I mean, every place, any fast food joint for sure. They have the calorie counts like, yeah, okay, a, a, a pizza is this many calories. That's that's when it's done in a lab and they have like an entire team of people working to keep it at a certain amount overall or working on just quality control for the whole thing. Fucking Keith, the guy on work release, <laughs> he's just throwing on sauce, man. Like the... That could be any amount of cat. Like you're not getting. It's so inconsistent. Oh yeah, a cup of cheese. Unless it's the last of the cheese, and we just throw the rest of it on there. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, it's all bullshit. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is, you know, if you're complaining about anything, go fuck yourself. If you're complaining about anything, especially pizza or food, if you're yelping, if you're somebody that really thinks that your opinion matters, eh, just let it go, man. Just just let it go. Stop it. Stop ruining everyone else's day because you're a loser. 400 cent reviews. God damn, get off the computer. Get off your phone. Go talk to your kids. Go hang out. Go, go ask them how school was that day, okay? You're reviewing a barbershop on behalf of your husband who probably didn't even know you were doing this. So I can't even anticipate that this was a valid review. It's probably not even his opinion. People just think they need to be heard nowadays, man. I don't get that. <laughs> Although... Uh, I have realized this entire episode has been me ranting about people who think their opinion matters, and that's exactly what I'm doing with a podcast. So maybe I should shut the fuck up. And maybe this is not the right time to ask this, but if you haven't had a chance yet to leave me a rating and review on iTunes, whatever platform you guys listen on, whatever podcast app you enjoy, uh, why don't you do that? And if it's not five stars, that's I guess that's fine. Because you have that kind of time, because you think your opinion matters that much that you'd review a podcast and and call it shitty for a guy that's doing nothing. For a guy that's, you don't even have to listen to it. That's what's great. If you've listened this far and you think it's bad, what are you doing with your life? You know? So yeah, I hope you're enjoying the the new podcast, the new theme song as well by my good friend Easton Grainer, who's uh, one of the best musicians out there. He's got his own podcast as well called High Five Dad. Uh, which I will be talking about later on in uh, future episodes, I'm sure, especially uh, some of these solo ones. If you want to check his stuff out, everything is just called High Five Dad, Easton Grainer, High Five Dad. Look him up. Check him out. He's very funny. Good dude. One of the best people I know. And if you guys want to see what I'm up to, you can always follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Everything is at Nate Comedy, at One Crazy Story. You can find out what's going on in my life on the podcast and in the stand-up realm. I do stand-up comedy for those that don't know, especially for you new listeners, which you probably met me after a show. So that's kind of cool. Thanks for uh, stopping by, if that's how you found me. And if you want to email me directly, onecrazystory at gmail.com. would love to hear your thoughts, complaints, questions, concerns, stories. Tell me what you got going on. And I would love to see you come watch me do stand-up at any point. So uh, I've, I've probably at some point been to your town or I'll be coming to your town. Or if you want me to come to your town, like I said, shoot me an email, onecrazystory at gmail.com. And we'll make it happen. Because this is where my life's at. Stand-up and podcast, baby. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>